Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. Many parents recently have brought up the topic of bedtime, bedtime routines, bedtime challenges, and difficulties. So I want to touch on how to create bedtime routines and strategies to work effectively in your family. There's no guarantees, but here are some suggestions. Let's first look at bedtime. Bedtime is, number one, a transition period. Your kids are transitioning away from you. And that can be very difficult for many kids of all different ages, that separation. So it is important to keep that separation in mind. And with that in mind, it is also important to look at the time we are together during the day or late afternoon or early evening with our children and make the most of it. Bedtime can be a much easier process when our kids have a full tank. You might ask what I mean by that. Well, a full tank is a tank of love. Their love cup or their love tank is full. That means they spend enough connected time with you during the day or early evening that they feel as if they have a strong, deep connection. It doesn't have to be hours on end. It can be 15 minutes of uninterrupted time that you spend with your child in their world. And when you're in their world, you're often filling their cup. They feel loved, they feel connected to you, and it makes bedtime a tad bit easier. So fill their tank during the day. Find a way to deeply connect with your children in their world, making them feel loved and special. The second thing about bedtime is it is important to create a routine for the transition. It's important to help your children know that the routine is going to be the same each and every night for the most part, and that you, and if you have a significant other spouse, that you both are sticking with the same routine. Routines really help children to know what to expect. They can be part of creating the routine based on how old they are in terms of how many books you read to them, whether there's a song involved, you know, obviously with you making the final decision, but creating the bedtime ritual or routine with your children gives them a buy-in. They've been part of the conversation about the routine, about the bedtime strategy. So when you say to your children, I'd love to create a bedtime routine. You can even make a chart with them that shows them all the things that are necessary to do, like brush your teeth, go to the bathroom, etc., before bed. And have them be a part of that routine strategy, the chart making, so that they take part in actually following through. There's more buy-in. So that is another way to empower your children to be part of the conversation. And when I say, you know, they can choose how many books, perhaps you say, do you want two books and one song, one book and two songs, if you sing to your children, what is most important to them so they can have some choice 
in it and feel like they are part of decision-making. Once you create a routine, it is important to stick with it. And keep in mind, kids are going to push your buttons and push the limits because that's part of their job. So if they are looking for a little cup of water before they go to bed or some other, what we might call, adults might call stall tactics, figure out what you're willing to work with. Most kids are hungry before they go to bed because, you know, that's another stall tactic. So if they're hungry and they start to cry because they're hungry, they think you might feed them and that stalls the process. I'm not saying to feed them or not to feed them. That is a choice you have to make yourself. But keep in mind this connection time becomes more important if they don't have as much of it during the course of the day. So where can you draw the line and where can you work with your children to make it smooth for them to go to sleep? Oh, you want a sip of water? Let me get that for you. So you give in as opposed to, no, you already had two sips, which creates a power struggle and then our children might push back further and it becomes bigger. Same thing with I want something to eat. Would you like a piece of banana or an apple? Gives them a choice. So these are important pieces when you think about putting your kids to bed to think of beforehand. Sometimes these things that we want to draw the line in sand or in stone because we feel like it's not necessary or important, become the things that we fight most about with our kids. Like the food. I know my kids were always hungry at nighttime when it was time to go to bed. I couldn't understand that. But again, that's the stall tactic. More time with you. Transitions are difficult. The other thing I highly recommend is talk to your children about why sleep is important. It's not because we're trying to separate from them and they need to understand the importance of sleep and how many hours are important for them to get a night based on their age and stage of development. This helps them to feel empowered with knowledge and knowledge goes a long way. The other thing that I highly recommend is attending to fears. Many of our kids are are afraid. They're afraid of the dark. They're afraid at night. They're afraid of you leaving afraid of all sorts of things. If we make their fears part of our routine, not talking about them, but creating a way to alleviate them as part of the routine, it really helps our children to feel safe. So for example, if your child is afraid of the dark, always turn a night light on or get a little light that your child feels confident and comfortable with in the room to help them sleep. So it's being aware of what their fears are and then creating conditions that help them to move through them and thrive in that environment. You might have to leave the door open. You may have to leave a light on in the hall. But whatever makes your child feel safe and soothed is going to actually create a smoother bedtime ritual and routine and less of a power struggle. So again, tailor your routine around your favorite and your child's favorite ideas and and thoughts for bedtime, as well as some of the stall tactics that your child likes to bring to fruition. Create time for a snack if that's something you're willing to do. Incorporate one last trip to the bathroom, one little bottle of water, whatever the case may be, so that all of these things that can become big power struggles become minimized with the routine that you put into place. Bedtime is a separation for our children. 
It's a transition. And it often is more difficult for them than we actually know. So the more comfort, compassion, and connection that we can bring to the process, the easier it is for our children. If you have any questions about this or anything else parenting, please reach out to me. You can reach me through my website, suedecaro.com, or you can email me at at suedecaro.com. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, each moment is a new moment for Conscious Connections. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.